and welcome to Dealing with Distance. My name is Matt Beadle and I'm here digitally connected with Mark Pavey. And uh, this is the third time that we're going to sit down together and kind of debrief uh, at a more granular level what we've just heard in the last episode. And the last episode was the, the wonderful, the charming Frenchman Sebastien Pandini. I got a WhatsApp straight after the uh, episode was released from a friend of mine. Uh, phonetically writing Sebastian with a Y-O-N at the end. Uh, I apologise, Sebastian, if I pronounce that uh, wrongly, but that's my best effort. Mark, are you there, mate? I'm here, mate. Yes, alive and kicking. Well, nice weather outside. Great weather to sit inside and wash your hands all day. So, yeah. <laughs> a good a good day for washing good, hands. Is that what every you're day saying? nowadays is a good day for washing hands. It's <laughs> all about washing hands. It? That's the motto of <laughs> the week. Is. Every day is a good day to Why wash your not? hands. Yeah, it's sort of a, a wash a day keeps Corona away. Did you get the chance to uh, to listen to the uh, episode with Sebastian? Yes, very interesting. Another nice little perspective from somewhere else. Um, yeah, I think that's the point. We're trying to get we're trying to get different perspectives. That's the point. Not only different countries, of course. We've spoken for, to three different guys from three different countries, but but they've all got very different careers. They've all got uh, slightly different outlooks on life. I think different family situations. So that's what we're looking for—a bit of a mix. So Absolutely. tell us about your first impressions of Sebastian. Um, I, well, uh, well, nice guy, obviously. As you told me, I have met him once a long time ago. Um, can't, can't you have? Remember. That was a yes, long yes. time ago. That was. It was on a ago. boat in Holland. I don't know if yes. he remembers that, or you probably don't remember much of it either. It was quite a yeah. quite a powerful weekend. Yeah, it was definitely. You nicely how you just dropped how sort of you know multicultural and international we are. Sort of. But I was on a boat in Holland. It's uh, what I what struck me was um, it sounded like these rules in France that on the one hand sound quite similar to those in Germany, but they sort of seem to be harder enforced. I get the feeling from his story. It sounded a bit more. I don't know, a bit more vigilant or so. You know what I mean? Yeah, the 130 euros sounded pretty tough, yeah. to be fair. I mean, it was quite funny, the story he told about the guy who uh, decided to ignore the rule eight times and has now been put in prison. I had to smirk at that because that's just idiocy. Well, yeah, um, but yeah, the, the, the fact that they had to fill out a form, they have to uh, present this form and the police, he said, the way he described it was that the police are kind of marching up and down the streets and actively asking for these forms. It's not like that in Germany. And, and from what I understand from my friends in Britain, it's not that that uh, stringently enforced in Britain either. Well, I think it's not enforcement, but I've, I was just Googling a bit what they actually, because I, I wasn't sure what they, they um, what can happen in Germany. And you can actually be fined to a maximum of 25,000 euros. For just leaving your house? Well, sort of, I think, I mean... I, I, it's around about 250 if you get caught or 200 it seems to be these sums that would be the guy going to prison I think or sort of he, he's on the way to the 25k <laughs> I see so the, so the absolute yeah. last chance saloon would be yeah yeah but um, yeah, yeah I saw that I saw that in um, uh, my wife in fact sent me a screenshot of something on the government website in Germany saying that I think it said 5,000 euros if you open a bar, 4,000 euros if you open a restaurant. You know, um, th these are pretty strict, uh, pretty strict regulations. One wonders what's happening to that money. If And one wonders if people are able to pay or, or wanting to pay. Um, I, I guess in the next days and weeks, these kinds of things will, will, will come up in the press more often, that people are genuinely breaking the curfew or breaking the rules. And who knows? I mean, presumably they're going to, we're going to have to start having court cases to uh, to to solve these issues. It, it 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 raised an issue that I hadn't thought of before when Sebastian started talking about it. 
Well, masses of litigation and whatever will continue if if this really happens. You know, did do you know? Is uh, just a rough guess. Has somebody actually been arrested because of corona? Is this one? Of, is this one of your quizzes? Do you know the answer to this? I do know the no. I just completely made this up. No, I do actually know the answer to this. Okay, I'm saying none. There has been one, uh, although it's a bit bizarre. It's some gangster rapper guy who uh, uh, was caught doing a corona challenge where he was licking all these sort of objects and, you know, that sort of rubbish. And now he's sort of been, uh, he's been arrested because of... Um, I think they're actually actually going for, like, you know, battery and assault sort of charge type thing uh, because he's endangering others. The phrase yeah. bizarre times doesn't even cover the story that you've just told me. I can't I cannot compute what I've just heard. That's one of the weirdest <laughs> it's things bizarre, ever. But you got arrested because of it. So um yeah, I think probably a good thing. Getting back to Sebastian for a second, uh, I agree. I, I felt that the, the governmental uh instructions seem pretty severe. Or severe is the wrong word, that's that's got a negative connotation. That you know, they seem quite powerful, quite quite strong. But what also surprised me on a more positive note was how generous the the um the bailout package from the French government seemed to be. That seemed to be... I mean, he even joked that he's going to get paid more this month than he would usually get paid. Yeah, and uh, if you see the discussion in the US where they're sort of talking about, oh, we can't have the moochers earning more, you know, so so we better, you know, not, not pay too much to that, that sort of direction, but we'll bail out every corporation. That's a very positive, you know, antithesis to this. And I, I do have the impression in Germany that it's got a bit of that tendency as well um uh it's not just a bailout for the really big ones it has at least got a bit of more of a social component but yeah true it sounds pretty good to be honest i think it was only almost a joke and he said it almost tongue-in-cheek and uh and he explained that situation with the primes which i didn't quite understand i'm guessing that's connected with some kind of remuneration package that's typical to france i didn't quite understand that but i didn't want to i think it, i think that was about I, I think that was about that he would normally earn certain bonuses along the way and they were sort of factored in in a certain way because now he wouldn't have them if he would just have his basic salary or something like that i think yeah yeah i think you're right i was just uh, speaking across the fence with my neighbor at a very safe distance uh, I, I will reassure you and she was telling me that she's uh, uh, she normally works in a photo studio they've closed down as well and uh, she's being now paid by the government um, here in Germany, it's 60%, I believe, if you're a full-time member of staff, um, and it's 67% if you've got family or dependents to look after. She, yeah. she she lives on her own, so she was saying, yeah, she gets 60% now. And she joked as well that, in fact, this particular month, because it's been calculated based on the th last three months, in, in January, February, March, apparently she did very well and made lots of uh, commission, and so... Uh, and she will get the little bit of money that she made in March anyway and start getting the 60%. She joked that she's going to get a little bit more in March as well. But I think those kind of things are anomalies. And I, I don't think we're doing anyone any favours if we start highlighting them and saying, I don't know, people are money grabbing and stealing from the state and this kind of thing. You, at the end of the day, these, these regulations have been put through so quickly and the government, all of their bean counter guys and girls who are doing all of their work, they're, they're trying to calculate averages, I guess. They're trying to calculate means in some way. And I think you're always going to get a couple of standard deviations above and below, aren't you? You're always going to get a couple of people who might miss out a bit or might gain uh, a bit. Well, absolutely. And I, I, I do think you're right. One shouldn't really highlight it. I would even go as far as to say one shouldn't really think too much about, you know, who gets one or two or 300 euros too much. What one should look at, though, is where these billion dollar bailout things go. 
Yeah, definitely. I uh, definitely. I, I don't know where that money's going. I don't know where that money's coming from. Quite frankly, right at the moment, you've been asking me to put myself on the scale. I'm less interested in that, if I'm honest, because the fat cats have been stealing from us and the governments for for forever. You know, I I I just feel like I want to park that bullshit for a little bit and just just care about the real person at the moment, because the real person, uh, the guy, the uh, a friend of mine wrote on, or an, an old school friend of mine wrote on. Facebook today, for example, one guy said, don't be an idiot. Everybody just stay at home. And he, another friend responded, that's all very well for you to say that, my friend, but I've got a garage. And if I close, I'm in all sorts of trouble. I can't pay the rent. I go, I, it's the normal person, the, the, the little person, for want of a better word. He's the person I care about at the moment because the fat cats are going to be bloody cheating the system with their lawyers, whatever happens, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I agree completely. Maybe one last observation I had uh, regarding um, the, your, your conversation. Well, I also thought was interesting because his daughter is, I think, about the same age as mine. I think he said seven or so. And he was talking about what the school is doing, sort of feedback, um, talks, and, uh, you know, sort of the, the type of stuff they're sending them. And it seems to be some sort of conversation loop that's really there with the school. Whereas here, um, to be quite honest, we just got a bunch of papers and then print them out and do these with your kids. And um, yeah, that struck me as quite different, actually, and quite, you know, more intense and much more involved than, than what we're doing here. Maybe I'm, I'm not even sure if this is just an example of my school here or if this, you know, is, is just the standard at the moment. I don't know. That's what I was going to say. I think like a lot of things, it's... Uh it's going to be suck it and see. We don't really know until the dust settles what's happening here. There doesn't seem to be a central solution. I found that fascinating as well, what Sebastian was saying. And it, 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 I got the impression he, he covered it up with his Gallic flair, but I got the impression that he was a little bit narked about it. He was a little bit disappointed. You know, I think he was trying to say that uh, he felt that his school was expecting the parents to do the teaching. And I think he was a bit frustrated about that. But what we don't know is whether that's the French school system or whether that just happens to be the school where his kids happen to go to school. Or it might even be the teachers that happen to teach his children. The other 25 teachers at that school might approach that in a totally different way. It sounds like the, the, the teachers um, that are teaching your daughter are a little bit, um, I don't know, maybe not as structured as they could be. Uh, on the flip side, I know that my um, son's teacher sent my uh, wife a text message this morning and said, uh, I want, uh, I want uh, him to do this, this and this. Uh, to which my wife re replied, well, how are we going to do those exercises? And uh, the teacher replied, open your front door. And sure enough, my wife went downstairs, opened the door, and there was a book just lying on the on the step in front of our house. Wow. So bless her, she's That's driven effort. to every pupil's house and delivered this book i mean that that's really special right so absolutely uh, it, it, i think you're hearing positive stories and, and not so positive stories um in in education just as you are in business right absolutely well that's that's amazing i <laughs> you, you're thinking of moving your kid to it to, to... absolutely that's it <laughs> uh, we're, we're out of there tell you that <laughs> <laughs> no, it no was, i'm going uh... to france man i'm going to france. I'll probably get arrested uh, I was going to say, when they let yeah. you in, uh, you uh, then 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 I think we're going to get a lot of people chasing over that. No, it was <laughs> lovely to hear from him. And what we're going to try and do, this is uh, a little heads up for, for the listeners. We, we're going to try and cover as many countries as we can. So we, we heard from Gabor, who who obviously lives in um, China, but is currently in, in his uh, native Budapest. 
And then we heard from Aussie who's in America and uh, Sebastian in um, in France. We're going to speak to a couple of Brits in the next couple of days and a couple of ladies. I've been told that the uh, the list of interviewees is looking a little bit male-dominated. Apologies for that. That uh, There's obviously... Um, that, that, that's a total coincidence. We're going to speak to two or three uh, women in the next few days. That's going to be fascinating. For example, somebody from Romania, someone from the Netherlands, um, the beautiful island of Ireland. So we're, we're going to try and mix it up and try and compare experiences. And I think that might be quite interesting uh, because, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm British, but I live in Germany. I tend to watch those two countries uh you know, press um, and media systems. And so I, my information is kind of Britain and Germany heavy. So I, I hope that the, the, the listener finds it as interesting as I am to hear about the experiences in these different countries. Absolutely. Sounds good. I'm looking All right, mate. Definitely. Same time. What, what do you think? Should we relax over the weekend and speak again on Monday? Or well, are you keen? Yeah, whatever. Is there is there a difference between the weekend and the week at the moment? <laughs> really? <laughs> massive yeah. difference. It's, I've got. I'm not doing anything this weekend. I'm staying indoors, washing my hands. Good man, you are a uh, you you are somebody to be to be respected and uh, and followed closely. You're going to be basing future religions on how you live your life. Mark. Absolutely, how I washed my hands. Mark Pavey, have a great night, mate. You too. See you, mate. Dealing with distance is produced by Matt Beadle, with additional production from Mark Pavey. The amazing music is written by Richard Beadle. And the gorgeous design logo was from Watney Houston with additional design from Mark Pavey. And special thanks to Zencaster for letting us use their software for free during this period.